by the time you've done that, it's been like five days anyway. Yeah, you're not <laughs> sick anymore. Yeah, you're ready to go back. Oh, let's see. It hasn't been too, too long since we've recorded, but I have watched a few things and I'm sure that you have as well. So do you want to give me the recap of what you have been watching? Yes, because I have a list because that's just who I am. That's who you are as a person and I love you. (laughs) I watched season three of Never Have I Ever. I love that show so much and I always like put off watching it and I don't know why. I think it's because I don't want it to be over. I want to savor it, but I always end up Mm -hmm. binging it in like a day. It's just pretty much what I did because they're half hour episodes. It was great. I watched the entire series of A League of Their Own in like a day as well. It was one of those weekends. I don't know. It was a while back. I thought that was pretty good. One I watched most recently is when we didn't have power, so I watched on my phone, was Keep This Between Us. It's a documentary on Hulu about grooming and teachers and students. It's horrid. Uh, Let's see. I've been watching House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. Oh, I love it so much. It makes me so happy because I love Game of Thrones so much. And then we tried out yesterday... My kid is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so we watched um, The Rings of Power yesterday. It has to get through all that exposition stuff, so it's really boring the first episode. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of digging it by the second, so we'll see how it goes. And then She-Hulk also on Disney+. How is that? It's not doing a lot for me. Okay. I mean, it's fun. I My kids enjoy it. It's fun. And they're half-hour episodes, which is great. It's just, I don't know. I'm like, it just, it, there's a lot of, I think it's on purpose. It's a lot of very, it feels very 80s. Mm-hmm. The villain is cartoonish. I think it's intentional, but I'm not entirely sure. So we'll see. I really do want to watch Game of Thrones. I'm not one of those people who's like, my personality is that I have not watched Game right. of Thrones. I, I do want to watch it and I will because... I don't know. Just people who I really value their opinion on what I would enjoy are always like, you would love it. So I think you I'm would. It, it takes. I think I would. I didn't watch it. I hate that um, my ex got me into it. I hate that so much. <laughs> it would been out maybe a year, a season, if not two, when I started watching it because I didn't have HBO and he had them on DVD. So we watched the first two like seasons, binged them really fast on the DVDs, and then by that time, the mm-hmm. third season had started, and it kind of helped. And then I I read the books at, after I started watching like the halfway through the first season. I read I quickly read all the books, so then I was caught up. But I think it helps to have somebody explain all this stuff as you go because there's so much like oh, this person is this person, and this is what they mean by this, and this, this is something that happened, this poisoning happened, and this was a big deal. Because I didn't, oh, I don't, God. I wouldn't have caught that on watching it on my own, I don't think. So, I don't know, I think it's kind of helpful. But maybe that's maybe just me. Maybe a guidebook. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. What have you been watching? Have you said what you've been watching? I don't think you well, have. Well, no, not yet. <laughs> I don't think I have. Uh, nothing groundbreaking. A lot of things I've already said before. I'm continuing to make my way through Umbrella Academy, although this time I'm watching it with my daughter because I said the heck with my husband. He's never going to watch it with me. So we're going to finish it. We are on episode seven, which is where I had left off on episode eight. So we're almost back to where I had made it. I watched the three most recent American Horror oh, yeah. Stories, I those two. which were 
Bloody Mary, uh, Facelift, and Necro. And I think we agreed that Necro was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the other two were meh. And let's see. Oh, I just remembered yesterday that I had not finished The Staircase on HBO. <laughs> so I picked that up last night. And I am on, I don't remember how many episodes there are, but I'm on the next to the last about halfway through. And this is just fascinating. There are so many things. I thought I knew a lot about this case because obviously I watched the 120 episodes that were on Netflix. And I feel like I did a lot of extraneous research on my own because my theory has changed all over the place for the past few years. But, but there is a lot of information on this show that I didn't know. And although it's a dramatization of the of the murder, the death itself, uh, the, there are true things and that I did not know. I, and then... Sorry, go what, ahead. I, I was, oh, sorry. I, no, no, no. I was just going to say, you know how people talk about, like, the true crime things that you want the the one case that you want to know like what happened mm-hmm. is there one case and i think that one's probably up there because i would just like yes. to know top five tell me what happened so i can solidify yes this guy's a sleazeball or <laughs> wow we were really wrong and we owe him an apology i don't know i don't think that's happening but i don't know I mean, I really just, I go back and forth. Me too. And now I'm like, I might be Team Al. I don't right? know. It's it's crazy. Um, and then I, let's see, my daughter and I have been watching some more Supernatural, which is always fun. And then the only thing, and I know you and I have both watched it, the only thing that I think is uh, new and interesting is called The Patient, <sighs> which is on Hulu. And it stars Steve Carell. And it is great. It's excellent. It's The episodes are really short, which normally I love but I hate it because I want some more one of my favorite things is when a traditionally comedic actor or actress will play a dramatic role that is one of my favorite things to see and Steve Carell obviously really well known for the office and being a goofball is really really great in this role as a a therapist psychiatrist who takes on this really strange patient who then I don't know how much it says it in the it shows it in the trailer it shows it in the trailer okay so kidnaps Steve Carell's character and is holding him in the basement of a house and to in order to continue these therapy sessions on I guess his terms I don't know because he couldn't I, he couldn't I'm, I'm come clean it. with him about the fact that he is a murderer and he wants that he wants right. Steve Carell to help him so yeah. to make him stop I'm into it murdering people I like him and I like that Dommel whatever his I can't think of his last name but he's great I couldn't come up with his name Gleason yes Gleason He's great. His brother's great. His dad is great. They're all, it's a big acting family. They're great in everything they do. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think a truly awesome comedic actor has no problem going from comedy to drama because. Oh, agreed. Steve, I just love to see it. Yeah. But like Steve Carell, if you watch some of the old office scenes, it is magical. I love when you can see emotions wash over somebody's face. And that's really hard to do. So he's got that they're strong, comedic, like he is a good actor around across the board. He is a good actor, but I am 100% with you. Like people are like, wow, I wouldn't have thought of them in a dramatic role, but okay. they're right. in, It's a mark of a truly great actor. Like Darcy Carden is in 
the the new League of Their Own series, and she's from most people would know her as Janet on The Good Place, and she should have won an Emmy for The Good Place. She's probably going to be up for one for A League of Their Own because she's just fabulous. Well, whenever I think of this, I come back to Jim Carrey, who I never really liked as a comedic right. actor. Like, he did Liar Liar, which is still a comedy, but I felt like there was a lot of emotional scenes in that. And then the Truman Show, where he really took it the other direction. I was like, yeah, he actually can act, you know? You can't forget Eternal Sunshine of Eternal Yes, Spot- I can. Yeah. La, 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 yeah. la. <laughs> I love Eternal Sunshine. That's a good movie. Of the spotless mind. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to That So Original Podcast, 10 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> right. I am Kelly. Yeah, we do this every time. I'm here with my friend Tiffany. Hello, Tiffany. Hello. Hi. And we are back with an actual series. What? We're doing the damn thing. What? <sighs> I know. And we are here talking to you guys about Echoes, which is on Netflix. And I didn't know anything about this. Is this based on a book? Is this based on anything? What is this, Tiffany? What I don't know. I picked this? this one, and I'm hoping it's hopefully just as tragic as pieces of her. I'm hoping it's just ripe for the ripping, and I feel like it is. I feel like it is. Uh, I do. Yeah. I think it's going to be right up our alley. I don't know what this is based on. I think it's based on nonsense. But let's just see where right. it goes. That's our favorite shit. It, it, um people it's got matt bomer and you know how we feel about matt bomer oh my god i I had seen him in the trailer but it had been a while since i'd seen the trailer and then i watched it i went oh matt bomer yay that's exactly what i did i didn't watch the trailer just jump right into it and i was like oh my god it's matt bomer my hey girl (laughs) what have you been doing forever fangirls all right oh my god i love it All right, I think it's my turn to start us off. In fact, I know it is because just before we recorded this, I went back to Pieces of Her Episode 8 and listened, and it is my turn. Okay. All right. Strap in, you guys. This is is something else. It opens. This girl is running. She's running like someone is chasing her, yet I think she's doing it for fun, so this is automatically dumb. She gets back home, and there's a guy who we find out is her husband like 30 seconds later saying how she was gone before 6 a.m. for this 10-mile run. So I was like, she's clearly a psycho. That's what I have you know. She ran for 10 miles. You know this bitch is cray. (laughs) And I was like, before all three of you listeners who run get defensive, I'm also that person or I have been that person so I can confirm you you have to be a psycho to run 10 miles at 6 a.m. okay so this girl she gets on the phone and she's calling her sister Lenny my captions told me that this girl's name is Gina so I'm just gonna call her Gina I don't actually know when we find out that her name is Gina she's asking her sister to please call her and she very nonchalantly lets us the audience know that her sister works with horses Gina is going to a marketing meeting to pick a cover for her book, which we know is her book because all these covers on her front seat are printed on the most gigantic pieces of paper that you've ever seen that clearly show her name, Gina, whatever it is. So she gets to work. She's obviously very important because this girl just runs up to her immediately and gives her a cup of espresso. And I'm like, where can I get me one of those girls? I need one of those girls. And she simply cannot decide which one of these book covers is the one that she's going to use. So she makes this dumb analogy about the character in this book being imperfect. So let's just rip up all the covers and we're going to make a fun collage. And uh, The looks on these people's faces are like, what the fuck? So later that night, she 
is toasting her success while there's a voiceover and it's her telling Lenny about the movie people and also where the fuck are you? It's been 36 hours. And her voicemail is full probably of messages from her sister who calls like every 42 minutes it seems. She tells her husband whose name is Charlie that she's very worried. And he said, oh excuse me, she says Jack isn't calling her back either. And Charlie says, well he never returns your calls because your drama. And I, well, he didn't say it in those exact same words, but I can tell that's what he meant. He says cause she brings are... <laughs> her L.A. drama to his quiet Virginia life. So mm. They're outside their house when they hear a clattering in the office upstairs. And they run up there, but it's just all these raccoons. And I don't know how they got in there. But anyway, the room looks like it's been trash. And there are these maps of Lake Tahoe on the floor that Charlie picks up. And she says she was looking at hiking trails for Jack and Lenny. And he's like, well, these are of the lake, not trails. But anyway, the phone rings and it's Jack. He saves the day from this awkward conversation. And I was like, hey, it's our friend, Matt Boomer. Hey, girl. Hey. He tells her something's happened. Lenny is missing. There was a break-in at the stables. The police are there. They think she may have been taken. Dun, 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 dun. And the cop is Ronnie from Schitt's Creek. There's another show I haven't seen that I should probably watch. I know. Uh, So cut to Gina on a plane. She's watching movies on her laptop of Lenny with horses. And we can tell from flashbacks that she and Lenny are twins, identical twins. She's journaling on her computer. And the voiceover that we hear is what she's typing. She says, I'm coming home to find you. There is no world for me without you. Aww. Yeah, it's an online diary that they share. So they both contribute to it. That must be a twin thing or a sister thing. I don't have either. So what would I know? One thing I have to mention is that Charlie is played by Daniel Sanjata, who is from Rescue Me, which is my favorite show ever. Go watch it. Watch it now. And he is now gray and going kind of bald. And he was hot as fuck as Franco on Rescue Me. And it made me sad. So anyways. I think he's pretty hot here. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he still looks good. But like he's not mm-hmm. he's not Franco like he was. But anyways, yeah. none of us are. None of us can be Franco anymore. It's just the way it is. <laughs> okay. So on this online diary that these two women share shows these videos of Jack working a cult, because that comes back later. Like these two are like super like codependent and it's weird. I don't like it. So there's a bunch of flashbacks to them swinging when they're little and they're putting on their dad's cowboy hat. And then it flashes to them being adults. And one of them is in the hospital and the other one comes in and hugs her. And I was like, immediately I have a theory. I was like, one of them died when they were kids. The other's been playing both parts for years. Boom. That's my theory. Holy shit. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So Gina is apparently in Virginia now and she's driving out like a bat out of hell in this small town. She's going all these windy streets and all of a sudden she's in a small town like my small town and she like screeches to a halt (laughs) and like scans the streets for somebody that looks like her sister. But all of a sudden there's like 3,000 missing person flyers and I was like, how long has she been missing? Because she printed those flyers out (laughs) fast and they look worn. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And I was like, won't people see Gina and be like, I found her. She's right there. That's what I said. How confusing is this going to be for everybody? Because I think it's made up. (laughs) So more driving as Gina drives into this horse farm, which is this very palatial horse farm. And there's a thousand of cars and cops and a fire truck for some reason. I, I, I don't know. So she gets out of the car and she stops these women that are walking by and says, where's the search party at? And then she says, where's Meg? they're like, she's not here. 
And instantly Gina's mad. She's like, what the fuck, Meg? You're Lenny's best friend. Who's looking after Maddie? And runs like bust ass in the house. She comes in and this like teenage question mark girl comes out wearing these uh-huh. Daisy Dukes and looks at Gina and says, wow, trippy. And she explains that she's Maddie's babysitter, even though Gina is insistent that Maddie doesn't have a babysitter. Um, the girl's like, well, my name's Natasha, hired as a babysitter. I work for Jack. Gina's mad. And Natasha tells her, well, Maddie's sleeping. So she's taking a nap right now. Maddie is apparently Lenny's daughter, which they never explain, but that's what we've come to realize. So Gina runs up the stairs and sees that Maddie's bedroom bedroom is all packed up. All the bedding is, like, stacked on a bare mattress. So she bursts into another room and finds Maddie asleep in bed. And I was like, this kid is, like, 12. Why is she napping? Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> Gina knows that this child's mother is missing. But she sits down on the bed and gets, like, right Thank in her you. face. Right oh, in her God. face. So, of course, the girl wakes up and she's like, Mom? And she's like, no, it's Auntie Gina. And then the girl immediately goes back to sleep. Well, fuck this. <laughs> it's like, wow. So all of a sudden, the search party is back. And then the little girl hops out of bed because she's got to go see if they're dragging in her mom's body. We don't know. And Bomer is there as Jack. And he goes and hugs her and tells her, you know what? You need to go back inside with Natasha with the Daisy Dukes because he's got to talk to Gina. And this is when Jack tells her he doesn't know where Lenny is and wants to know, why did you come? Gina tells her, well, she's my everything. You know that. And he's like, whatever. None of your drama. Um, But anyways, has she been talking to you? Has she been writing in your diary thing? What has she been saying? And she's like, yeah. She said you were going to ride the new colt. He's like, she said that last week. We did that a month ago. So obviously something's up with Letty. Like she's, uh, we don't know. So Jack leaves to go make dinner. It's like, order a pizza. Your wife is missing, <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> and nobody, and it's one kid. It's not like you got a bunch of people to feed. I, right. Throw some mac and cheese at her like every <laughs> other 12-year-old. Come on. For real. The girl can make herself a PB&J and call it good. Yes. So the sheriff stops Gina, and she says that, she's like, I'm Sheriff Floss, if you don't remember, also known as Ronnie from Schitt's Creek, and this is Deputy Martinez, who wants to be called Paula. Like, she makes that very clear. I'm not Deputy Martinez. I'm Paula. So the sheriff is talking with her mouthful, and I don't know if this is a writer's direction or acting choice, but it's repulsive, and I'm not a fan. So Gina's asking the sheriff, why have you stopped searching for the day and she says, well, well, they're losing the light and we're going to go back out in the morning. And she does like, we're going to go out in the fucking morning. I was like, okay, she's going to go out in the first thing in the morning. And I was like, wait, it was dark when Gina was flying here. So are we going back in time? Because we went from the West Coast to the East Coast. How did it go from dark to light? And it's already dark again. I was like, it's clearly three o'clock in the afternoon. What What is going on here? Um, well, the sheriff says the terrain is rough and the ve- vegetation is thick. I thought you'd remember that, Gina. You had a venture of two of your own back in the day. And I was like, okay. So we know um, Gina was up to some mm-hmm. shit. We don't know what. But the sheriff says bolts were cut at the stables. The horses were released and the office ransacked. There's nothing missing, but there is evidence of one intruder on the premises because they found footprints in a size 13. And apparently Lenny's saddle and bridle are missing, as well as her horse, Prince. And they think the intruder let the horses out as a distraction. And when Lenny went to go round them up, she either got lost or hurt. But you just said that maybe she was taken. I don't know. So Gina's pissed. She's like, your best case scenario is that my sister is lying in a ravine somewhere and you're standing here munching on apples. And I was like, truth. 
<laughs> the sheriff says, well, I finished it. <laughs> I laughed really hard. And she's like, oh, it must be hard for you to be back here. All the history and why you left. And Gina's like, no, not really. Um, my sister's missing and no one cares. That's the only thing that's the problem right now. Wow. Okay. Well, my only comment here is that these accents are a literal crime. They're terrible. Oh my God. I even wrote out how the sheriff was like, well, we can't rule anything out, but her saddle and bridle were missing along with her heart. I was like, what part of Virginia is this? Love a person from Virginia. Why? Anyway, I'm not going to mention the bad accents again. I just wanted to say it once. And then I thought it was funny where the sheriff was like, we're losing light. We're losing light. And Gina was like, oh, have electric lights not come to Mount Echo? And I was like, oh, good one, Gina. Okay. So it's finally dark. It is actually getting dark. And everyone leaves. And we find out why that uh, deputy... Paula was looking at Gina so weird. She and Lenny were like friendly and the twin things totally freaking her out. The sheriff and uh, Paula are like walking away from the house and she describes Gina as the troubled one. I mean, she runs on purpose. So clearly there's something wrong with her. She says there's a, a good deal of sadness around that family. And then she sees this random dude walking to his truck and she's like huh I don't remember seeing him at the search party and the deputy is like yeah me neither should we go check it out and the sheriff's like nah we'll just remember the vehicle that seems sufficient that seems like good police work when, yeah, when somebody's missing it's cool we won't look in anybody <laughs> yeah. suspicious right a strange guy walks up to the house I'll remember what that truck looks like I will so Gina is outside the house and she's calling Meg who is supposedly the best friend of Lenny who is not there and she's leaving, I was like, she's leaving one of those messages where you can't quite tell if she's actually right. talking to the person right. because she's taking these weird pauses, but she's not actually talking to her. She is leaving a message about how weird things are. So please call her back because she's in town. We should totally hang. Gina finally walks up to the house and her dad walks up. I guess her dad is here. I haven't seen him up to now. And he gives her a hug, tells her it's been too long. They go inside. And they sit at the table with this other girl. Her name is Claudia. And they're talking about the search. Dad is saying they didn't find anything. And Claudia suggests that tomorrow, maybe Gina should take his place. Because you know what the doctor said. Uh, I mean, they didn't say anything. I mean, you're just like a really old man. That's it. There's no secrets here whatsoever. No. Gina wants to know what the doctor actually said. And the dad's like, oh, it's nothing. And she asks if Jack is okay because he was strange with her. And I was like, I kind of get the feeling that he's always strange <laughs> with her. But maybe he's just like extra strange. Also... I don't understand why people in TV shows will just, like, let something like that go. Right. Like, she mentioned something about the doctor, and the dad says, oh, it's nothing. I'd be like, the fuck, it's nothing. You tell me what it right. is right now, or why we do will we not need... ever leave this table. Why do we need to make this dramatic? What did the doctor freaking say? I don't know. He says, well, he's been under some stress. I was like, screwing your teenage babysitter can do that to a guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, Claudia, she's just being like a smart ass. And Gina is like, can we just not? And Claudia's like, actually, we're gonna. And Gina says, look, we all want the same thing. Let's all just chill out. And the dad's like, yeah, everybody just needs to get along. And then Claudia nopes the fuck out of there in her wheelchair. Gina tells her dad that she's going to sleep. So there's, there's some animosity there between Claudia and Gina, and we really don't even know who she is right now. Well, we will. Well, later. the thing is, like, 
they tried to I think they tried to make the fact that Claudia was in a wheelchair like a big reveal like she had but I know that actress we we know her from always yes from only murders. Only murders. But I also she I know her name is Allie. She won a Tony for Oklahoma. And she was also they used to have a show called like it was like the Glee Project and the kids on that like competed to be on Glee. Oh, yeah. And she was in that. So and, and she ended up being on Glee. She was a love interest for Artie. So we get the Gina voiceover again. We get these a lot because she's constantly typing to those freaking diaries. She's constantly talking to Lenny. And she's like, oh, I'm back in this house where I am the bad girl and everything I do is wrong and I miss you. There's more flashbacks to the twins when they are little and they are playing with their mom who obviously has cancer because she has a scarf on her head and is coughing. I mean, those are hard to tell tell signs. Mm-hmm. And they're asking her to tell them about the night they were born. She's giving out these charm bracelets and she gives the first one. She says, Lenny the lion was first, followed by Gina the dove. And then she hooks on these little charm bracelets and she says, wear them and I will always be with you. You have something no one else has. It's just the two of you. You never lose it as long as you have each other. And then out in the hallway is this little blonde girl looking like, fuck. So obviously this is Claudia. She's their sister Mm -hmm. and she's always been jealous of their connection they had with each other and then they've had with their mom. So this little blind girl comes and then stomps away. And I was like, are we supposed to believe that Claudia is older than Gina and Lenny? Because... Oh, my God. Thank you. Yep. Michelle Monaghan is significantly older than Allie, whatever her name is. So whatever. Yes. So grown Gina walks down the hall and hears water running. So she peeks in a room, the and it's a bathroom, and the tub is empty. So she is, like, having some weird, I don't know, PTSD about a tub running. So she goes into her untouched childhood room and finds one of her baby dolls. And the baby doll's head has been cut off. And so she flashes back to when they were little, and she's, like, cradling this doll. So this grown woman takes this doll, storms down the stairs to say, Who did this? Immediately blames Claudia. And Claudia says, first of all, why would I do this? And um, second, how the fuck would I get up the stairs to even do it, Gina? So Gina wants to know who else goes in that room. Claudia tells her, well, the new girl was in there last week. And I was like, how do you know? You cannot get up the stairs. We just covered this. (laughs) Gina's like, Natasha was in my room. The one I haven't been in in easily 20 plus years. How dare she? And this is when Claudia's like, I thought Lenny told you everything and you spoke every day. Clearly she doesn't tell you everything. And this is when Gina's like, I'm going to go stay at Riverside. And we don't know what Riverside is, but she's going there. Me. <laughs> so dumb. Um, so she's driving and she's on the phone with her husband, Charlie. And she says, something is wrong here. Someone tore up my doll. And Charlie's like, um, old dolls fall apart. I don't I, And this doll is like very modern day doll this is not an old doll so i think they were playing with these fairly recently because it's weird (laughs) and this one gina's like i think it was the nanny there's a nanny with a belly piercing and lenny moved maddie's room down the hall and meg's not speaking to lenny and they're best friends and she has told me nothing i was like you need to calm the frick down and this is when Charlie says, is anger masking the anxiety right now? Is that?" And she's like, don't be my therapist. And freaks out. <laughs> he tells her to get some sleep and that he loves her. And I was like, do you? Because she seems like a lot. And so she <laughs> stares at the doll for some reason. And then 
She's oh she's been she's not driving. She's sitting in her car. She so she stares at this doll for that's sitting on her passenger seat, and then she looks up and looks in her rearview mirror and sees this old tree. So she gets out and goes to this old tree. What must have been like a hiding spot for them when they were little. Mm-hmm. And she shoves her hand in this tree and pulls it out, and it's a doll's arm, and it's wearing a silver cross as a bracelet. And she's like, "Oh, that's weird." I was like, "Is it?" I don't is it what is this so she finally gets back in her car and she drives past this church and she's just staring at this church and it's like what's the deal with the church what's the deal with the church of course we get another flashback so we get a flashback to her mother's funeral and um Claudia is crying at the funeral and so Gina decides to call Lenny again because they're so codependent she can't handle it and she's like who do I turn to now it's always you always us I can't stop thinking about you out there in the cold and dark. Are you in a ditch somewhere? Come back safe, Lenny. If you hear this voice message, I'm going off the deep end. Also, I'm in room 11 at the Riverside Inn. (laughs) I was like, so you know somebody's checking this voicemail and they're going to come get you, right? That's like, we know this, right? So she... She clicks on Lenny's part of their diary, this shared diary, and watches a video that Lenny has made of herself, like she's in a confessional in the real world. And Lenny, in this horrible accent, says, I've been getting lost in memories, Lightning. <laughs> and I'm just preparing for your birthday. So she has this very sweet accent and a very thick side braid, so you can obviously tell her apart from Gina, because obviously Gina would never right. have an accent or a side braid. And then she tells her, I have to get back to work, 12-hour days and all that. And then Gina, and she's like, I love you. So then Gina rewinds the I love you part over and over and over. (laughs) Then goes to take a bath. And the minute she hears the water running, she starts freaking out and flashes back on someone struggling in a tub and water splashing everywhere. And I was like, wait, what? What, What's happening here? So, I don't know. know. Why would you ever take a bath? Like, if you had some kind of triggering memory in a tub. Right. Yeah. Go wash in the Run sink or something. I don't know. <sighs> My mama would call that a hoe bath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the next day, they're going back out to search again. And the sheriff's telling everybody what we're going to do. She says, since Jack and the dad know this area best, everybody needs to follow them. Suddenly, Lenny's horse, Prince, gallops up, but there's no Lenny. There's blood on her though and the sheriff assumes this means Lenny is injured so she radios to someone although I thought everyone working on there's this was there. There's still a fire truck a foot away from her. Who is she calling? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway here we go into the woods on horseback. So Gina and Jack are riding beside each other and she demands to know if there's something wrong because Lenny's last entry in the diary was weird and it seemed like something was wrong. Can you imagine your wife having this weird video online diary with her twin sister that I just feel like that would be so awkward anyway before they get into that someone blows a whistle and shouts that they found something so they rush over to a cliff where there is a horse laying dead at the bottom the sheriff calls Jack down there to check it out and he says it wasn't one of their horses but they did board it apparently someone has shot this horse in the head and he says well I guess she fell and whoever found her down here put her down the sheriff who I'm thinking might be a lot smarter than she lets on says well 
actually, I checked to see if she was microchip because, you know, a microchip might lead us to the whoever found her put her down. But it's so strange. The microchip has been cut out. Isn't that weird? I mean, you didn't notice that when you were boarding her. And what about records? I mean, you're sure you've got records as to who owns this horse, right? I mean, you're not just going to board a random horse jack's like oh yeah totally back at the office i am right on top of that rose and the sheriff's like yeah that sounds like a plan let's do that let's go get those records and gina is like standing next to her dad she's like what the fuck is going on he's like not here and walks away as gina walks away the sheriff intercepts her and tells her go for a walk with me so gina's so popular everybody wants to talk to her So they're walking separately and they're talking about Jack and how there's no way he's involved in criminal enterprises because he's from a good family. So that always tracks, right? And the sheriff says that, look, Lenny is either lost or kidnapped or she ran away. I was like, great police work. I mean, really. I said I have a great work, (laughs) detective. Those Those are literally the only options. I know why they call you detective. So Gina says ran away from what and the sheriff's like ding 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 now that's the million dollar question if you hear anything that might answer that question come back to me okay this is a crime scene and they had eighty thousand people just trampling all over it with Uh this horse and then did you catch that when gina's looking down at the horse she flashed on claudia laying at the bottom of a cliff (gasps) oh no i didn't yeah she flashed on claudia's body laying at the bottom of a cliff so i'm wondering if that's how Claudia okay. became paralyzed so, or in a wheelchair. Sick. Right, right. So back at the stable, Jack is on the phone with someone saying how she wants the paperwork and I can't just come up with that. And Gina walks up behind him and he tells whoever this is on the phone that he will call him back. So he gets all pissy and asks if she's following him. She's like, chill. Then they hug and she says she's hurting too and we just need to be here for each other. And he tells her how hard it is to look at her and she says you asked what we were talking about all she told me was that she was tired because you guys have been working 12 hour days and jack's like well that is bullshit she's barely been around she's in and out at all hours doing god knows what i hired natasha because i needed the help in the office and with maddie he says he's the one that's been working his butt off but that's fine everything's fine she asks if she could take a nap in the house because she's still really jet lag and he says fine i was like okay and there's another voiceover Gina is saying, I keep thinking about the day of the funeral when we ran away and said we would always take care of each other. So Gina is walking up to Maddie's room and Maddie is playing with this huge dollhouse. And she, Gina, comments on the fact that this is a new room and how your mom hadn't told me that you moved. And Maddie says, because she's been missing. And Gina thinks she means like missing, like she's missing now. And and she says, no, no, she's been missing before. She goes away and she misses dinner. And then Natasha has to have dinner with daddy and me. And Gina's like, okay, this is getting juicy. And she notices a doll in the dollhouse and asks, well, what's up with that one? And Maddie says, she's dead. I was like, wow, this is getting creepy all of a sudden maddie asks if her mommy is dead now gina says no we're connected i know when things happen to her and i know she's not dead i can feel it so they hug and she tells maddie that mommy will be home soon and she looks out the window to see jack and natasha like talking a little too closely under a tree in the front yard i love that she says the mom is dead and gina's like maybe she's had much too much to drink and needs a nap i was like neither one is great i don't know like (laughs) (laughs) mommy's like yeah that means she's drunk (laughs) i know it's just so (laughs) random 
So yeah, they're finding outside and there's more voicemail of what secrets are you keeping? What have you gotten yourself into? So Gina goes into the master bedroom and just immediately starts rifling through drawers. And I was like, why do people on TV always have a drawer full of hankies? Nobody has that. Like, no. And then she's freaking out because she finds a red lace bra in Lenny's clothes. I was like, how do you know what her underwear looks like? But apparently they are very close. So her phone rings and it's Charlie. She tells him about the horse and he asks, like, what are the police doing? What's the hold up? And she's like... The police think that Lenny's into something. And Charlie's like, well, I'm on my way. And she says, no, no, no. I need a date or two to sort this out. They already think I'm bad Gina from Hollywood, you know, so just let me do it. And she's like, you know how it is. He's like, actually, I have no idea. And I was like, oh, apparently he's never been there because they are the same person. Story over. That's my theory. (laughs) So Gina goes and lays on Lenny and Jack's bed and holds somebody's shirt and sniffs it. Not clear if it's Lenny's shirt, Jack's shirt. We don't know, because it's weird. Mm -hmm. So there's this flashback to the twins hugging their mom, and then flashback to Gina and Lenny fighting over who someone thought they were. And then there's a flashback of Dad sneaking in one night, and then there's back to a flashback of their bracelet gifts again. Then we get another flash of, like, oh, the Gina Dove bracelet was the one that was on the doll's arm that was in the tree. So Gina must have fallen asleep. These are not flashbacks. Apparently these are dreams. Who knows? It's weird. So she wakes up and it's dark outside. And she finds that doll arm in the pocket of her jeans. So she immediately jumps up and goes to Lenny's jewelry box and finds the other arm with the other bracelet tied on it. And I was like, how did she? She's like, it's in that jewelry box. In the jewelry box, she also finds a picture of them as teenagers in front of a waterfall. So she flashes back to them being little and holding each other in a cave while holding their dolls. And she immediately gets like, ding, ding, ding. That's the ticket. Runs downstairs. And she finds Jack passed out in a chair. So she goes to grab her coat. And when she does, he gets up and he's standing behind her. And he says, Lenny, and kisses her. She says, no, it's Gina. But she also doesn't fight him off. Then he kisses her again and says, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be here. And she leaves. He's like, okay, they were both really into that, and that's weird. Yeah. So she drives out into the woods in the pitch black, because this is what people do on TV. She immediately hops out of the car and starts walking in the woods. She doesn't fall over trees. How do you know where you're going? But she goes down to the water and looks at this waterfall. And immediately just starts wading in and walks behind the water to where there's a cave. And she's like, yelling like, hello? Hello? Anybody home? And she's like, Letty? And she finds Lenny's doll laying there. They had the same doll. So flashback one to when they were little. And one girl is telling the other, it's fine. It's going to be fine. And do you trust me? So she looks like pans the flashlight over and laid out on the floor are a pair of jeans, a sweater, and a leather jacket. Like just laid out nicely on the floor. And then the missing doll head has been stuffed in the neck hole of the sweater. And Gina goes, what the fuck? And I was like, I agree. What the fuck is happening here? So there's a flashback to when they were little and one girl is telling the other that they need to switch dresses. And then they switch dresses. No one will know who they are. And then that's another flashback. And there's a big house that's on fire and they are obviously teenagers. And Lenny is telling Gina to quick switch dresses with her right now. And then back to current day Gina. And she looks down at the clothes and next to it is a bag with a book called Echoes sitting there. Oh, it's the name of the series. So she goes and picks up the book, and inside is inscribed, Happy birthday. You get both lives. Choose. So 
Gina just starts stripping. She starts, she's like flashing back to them at different ages. That didn't take long. Yeah, flashes back to them at different ages, speaking their twin language before switching clothes. She flashes back to the two of them like sitting naked on a bed, heads, foreheads pressed together, and Lenny saying, enjoy your year in LA, Gina. And the other one says, enjoy your year in Mount Echo, Lenny. Until we switch again next year in Tahoe, it's a date. So apparently these two switch lives from time to time. Just to see how the other lives. So, so what we've learned is the person we thought is Gina is actually Lenny. She's been living as Gina in LA for the last year. So she goes and gets these clothes on and walks out of the cave. My captions tell me that this is Lenny talking, saying, "Choose? How the hell do I choose, Gina? Why are you doing this?" So she starts walking through the woods. And she grabs a big rock and smacks herself in the head with it. And I was like, what about the rental car? Like, where's the rental car? We just left it on the side of the road. Like, that's not going to be a telltale sign. (laughs) So the next morning, she crawls out of the forest and stumbles, starts stumbling back towards the farm. Her voiceover is going hypothermic, dehydrated, broken nails, bruises on my right temple. It's convincing. I was like, how did you become hypothermic and dehydrated in like two hours? (laughs) And she's like, it's convincing, even though I haven't played this part in a year. So Lenny comes stumbling onto the farm, and Maddie just happens to be looking out the window, and she goes, Mommy? And she goes running outside and hugs her, and she's like, I'm home, baby. And then the voiceover, okay, Gina, I'll go back to being Lenny, back to being me, so I can find out what you've done here to both of us. And I was like, where's Gina supposed to be? Like, I don't even know. And then Jack sees her and is like, Completely thrown because either he's killed the other one or mm-hmm. who knows. That's not happiness to see me. I'm sticking with a theory that had that one scene when one was in the hospital and one wasn't. I think one of them died and then the other one's just playing both. She disappears and she misses dinner. Well, that's because she's in L.A. doing shit with Charlie because they're the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she probably does book tours and stuff. And so that's when, yeah, I could see that. I was also thinking, like, what if they literally don't know who is Lenny and who is Gina? At this point. Because they've switched so much. Right. Yeah, that they are just actually both people. They're Lena. Her name is Lena. But it (laughs) doesn't explain where Gina is right now. But that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, because she says, I haven't played this part in a year. Which makes me think, like, even when she's herself, she's still playing a part so well explain why she's she's not even sure it explains like why she's so concerned about the babysitter like maddie doesn't have a babysitter because this is my kid my kid doesn't have a babysitter Mm -hmm. she moved the bedroom like why would she do that and why she's so concerned like where's my best friend yes yes i was just gonna say like meg is my best friend and what the fuck has she done to alienate her yeah so like and then it's like well bad gina so what did gina do and, like, has Gina been having an affair with this random dude that the cops didn't want to look at? Like, is that the size 13 shoes? Yeah. Or are Gina and Jack, like, actually a thing? And when he says, it's hard to look at you, was it not because she looks like Lenny, but because it's hard for him not to, like, want to be with her? Or he killed her and he's like, it's hard to look at you because I killed her. Oh, because I killed you and you're supposed to be dead. Twisty turny. It's my fave. It is twisty turny. Unreliable narrators are my favorite. Oh, yeah. You're right. This is an unreliable narrator, which is your jam. So, well done with your pick. Well, I guess 
that's all there is for this episode. I don't have any more insights yet. I guess I need a little bit more information. They have titles. This one was called Home. Oh, yeah. I wrote that on my front thing and I didn't even say it. Bad, bad, Kelly. Okay. Well, if you would like to tell us where you keep the parts of your doll (laughs) that you have destroyed, you could do that in a lot of different places like where, Tiffany? You could send it to us as many places as you could hide your doll arms. Let's just say that. (laughs) So you could go to Instagram or Facebook at That So Original Podcast. Check out our awesome memes because they're always hilarious and fun. Or you can go to our website at That So Original Podcast dot com you can um send us an email at that solar original podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you we'd love to know you exist that'd be fantastic mm-hmm. yes. you can go to this one's crazy twitter at that so pod or you could like us and review us on itunes you could follow us on stitcher and spotify i mean if you reach out right now i might just give you my home address because that's how desperate we are to hear from you <laughs> so Okay, let's. I would give you the address of probably like my ex. You could go like do something at their house. But the sentiment is there. Don't be trying to get us arrested. (laughs) Silly. All right. Yeah, I think that about covers it. So we will be back with you more reliably now, hopefully. And that'll be. Uh, episode two of Echoes, and I don't know what that's called, but you'll find out next time. Me either. Okay. Well, is that it? You got any last words? Go watch Rescue Me if you want to watch a good show. That's all you need to know. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.